Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and now we're up to Chapter 24, I Can't Take It Anymore. Here we go. They had been running for an hour and a half. For Tom, it was the worst torture he had ever endured. And he'd had 11 different eye surgeries in his short life, so he knew quite a bit about enduring. The mud run was nowhere near as fun as Tom had thought it would be. There was so much running, which was in itself awful, punctuated by dropping into mud of varying temperatures and depths and thicknesses. Then there were the obstacles. They didn't make much sense to Tom at all. He had no idea what was going on. It was just a whirlwind of April screaming instructions at him like, Put your foot there and the other foot and hold on tight so you don't drop to your death. Now it was starting to get hot. The race had started at 10am, but it was nearing noon and the sun was high in the sky. It was beating down on Tom's mud-caked head and back as he crawled under barbed wire. Tom hadn't believed April at first when she said there was barbed wire. That would be too dangerous. It would be irresponsible. The organisers wouldn't allow it. He assumed April was messing with him. But he soon found out that she was right, and he was wrong, when he stretched out a cramping leg and got a nasty big scrape up the side of his calf. The worst bit was that no one was kind to him or sympathetic in the least. Tom didn't like it when people fussed over him for being vision impaired, but now that he was totally anonymous, the mud had soon covered the hideous orange vest so he didn't look any different from the other competitors, he didn't like the total lack of attention either. He was so used to having all his achievements acknowledged and praised by everyone he knew, and even people he didn't know, that being totally ignored felt very lonely. All he had was April. He found himself growing to quite like her. She was very angry and abusive, but she was there and she was endlessly optimistic and upbeat. She actually seemed to be enjoying the torture. The worse the obstacles became, the more cheerful she got. She seemed to thrive on the misery of her fellow competitors. Her little dog was just as bad. He was following along beside them, dodging around the obstacles. Tom couldn't see Pumpkin, but he could hear his little footsteps, the constant yapping and the random cries of pain from other competitors when the dog bit them. Come on, Tom, yelled April. You're slowing me down. Tom could feel April dragging him forward through the mud by the lanyard. Don't make me do all the work, April barked this command with such authority that against all conscious will, Tom struggled to move his arms and legs faster to propel himself forward. Good boy, said April. I'll give you a treat later. I'm not a dog, mumbled Tom. No, true, agreed April. I like dogs. Come on, we've got the sarcophagus next. I can see it up ahead. What? muttered Tom. He felt faint. He was on his feet now, but he felt like the weight of all the mud caked about his body was pulling him back towards the ground. The sarcophagus, explained April. It's a great big pyramid, like the ones in Egypt. There's handholds in the shape of hieroglyphs, but they drop off if you hang on to them for too long. It's covered in mud, and if you lose your grip, you slide down into the mud moat at the bottom. It looks awesome. Let's do it. Tom felt a sharp tug at the lanyard. He lurched forward a step, then stopped. 
No, he muttered. What, said April? I can't go on, said Tom. You'll be fine, said April. There isn't really an ancient Egyptian dead body inside. It's just something Finn made up from the timber at the back in Dad's shed. No, not the obstacles, said Tom. I can't keep going. I can't move. I'm done. April's voice came from closer now. She'd moved up next to him. You're kidding me, said April. This whole thing was your idea. I know, said Tom weakly. You wanted to prove something, said April. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about principles and values and important stuff like that. Yes, agreed Tom. So what happened to your principles and values, demanded April. You've come this far. We're three quarters of the way through the course. We've only got about 30 minutes to go. I can't go on another minute, said Tom. He sank down onto his knees. I think I'm dying. Tom felt April's hand on his face. She scraped the dried mud off his forehead, then laid the back of her hand against it. You're not dying, you daft drama queen, said April, almost affectionately. You're overheated. It's the mud. It's caked on you so thick it stopped you from sweating and cooling down. You'll be all right. We've just got to drop your body temperature to a normal level. Tom sensed her stand up. Where are you going, he asked. He didn't want to be left alone. Nowhere without you, said April distractedly. The lanyard, remember? Tom felt grateful for the lanyard. There, said April. You can cool down in there. Tom felt the lanyard yank. April wanted him to stand up. No, said Tom. Just leave me here. I can't leave you here, said April. You're in everyone's way. Besides, I want to finish this stupid race. The whole thing was your idea. I'll get in trouble with Mr Lang if I abandoned you in a mud pit in the middle of Main Street. I can't move, said Tom. I'm too tired. We're only going to walk 20 metres, said April. We're right by the bank. Banks always have excellent air conditioning. We'll get you in there and you'll cool down. Then when you're feeling better, we can go back out and complete the race. Tom shook his head. Don't shake your head at me, chided April. You know I'm right. Come on, get your feet. Just think of the air conditioning. The idea of air conditioning did sound blissful. Tom felt April grab hold of his arm and help him to his feet. She put her arm around his waist and helped him stagger forward. And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.